Hello world, this is Kelvin Pascal and you are tuned in to the Hinted Neuron Podcast. I'm back with another podcast after a very long time. I think I've not released episodes in like two to three months now and I'm so excited I'm doing this again. I talked with um, Hepziba or Ziba as is popularly known among the girls as Olua Baby Boy. We talked about um, you know, a bunch of random stuff. We talked about growth. We talked about marketing. We talked about startups. We talked about fun stuff, his interests about Nigeria and you know just his own personal life so it was like a fun conversation and I really like it. it is a good way to come back and I really have a lot of stuff coming this month so if you enjoy this podcast stay tuned like subscribe also share there's a lot of, there's a bunch of stuff coming out and I really don't want you to miss all those good stuff so enjoy my podcast with Ziba and here's my conversation with him <laughs> Hello, I am here with Ziba. Women call him Olua, baby boy. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Ziba. How you doing? Yeah, today? Kevin. How you doing? I'm really chill. How how's the vibe this evening? Well, <laughs> it's going fine. Yeah. Uh, so a little introduction for Ziba before I like hand him in. He's a growth marketer and he, you know, does a lot of cool stuff with startups. So I don't want to give him away. Let him introduce himself and yeah, Ziba, tell us about yourself. Hello, how are you doing? Um Hevziba and um a growth marketer and for startups basically I'm, and I'm also a consultant for consultant. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So before we dive right into maybe the serious bit of the conversation, you've been jamming Michael Jackson since you were here, bro. What's the obsession with this guy? I mean I'm obsessed with Michael Jackson. I like him. Like when I was 12, you know, doing um, Billie Jean is not my lover. Doing, <laughs> doing amateur mimicry of the Moonwalker and all those things. I mean, I fucking love that stuff. I almost broke my ankle trying to, you know that bend when you try to like bend, uh, like when you, knee no, bend. No, although, the lean, there's something he does with the like yeah, yeah, top I, of his yeah, toe, like yeah, the tip of his toe. I like almost that. fell down trying to do that. Yeah, that I, I still can't do that anyway. Tell me, so. since when did this obsession start? Well, I've, I mean, that's the greatest entertainer of all time king of pop no one comes close and i mean i've loved michael jackson for a very long time as a child i i, I think it was one artist that I had his um compilation and i mean the cd in my parents house because my parents were conservatives and always uh gospel songs and um i mean all these alarmy those kind of like songs so Regular music was never allowed in my house, but I don't know how come we had that CD in my father's house. And I always watched his videos, his live performances, and a lot of things. You know, it was just thrilling. And I mean, that's where my love for Michael started. And when he died, he like tripled or quadrupled as the. I mean. It was just beautiful. I feel you, man. I feel you. I think uh, Michael died around 2005, yeah? 2009, bro. 2009, June 25, 2009. So, I I, like, I used to do a lot of Michael Jackson then. My mom used to tell me that if I want to go to heaven, I should stop mimicking and doing a lot of Michael Jackson. I mean, Illuminati. And, yeah, uh, Illuminati and all the stuff. And, and I, I still, to this day, I don't know if you love Liberian Girl. I love Michael Jackson's songs. Like he's the yeah. first artist that had all his albums. Yeah. 
all of his albums from uh, Off the Wall, yeah. that which was his first like solo yeah. album yeah. to his uh, final album that was dropped in 2001, was the title, I think. Was it Invincible or something? I can't remember now. But that was like, everything about um, probably almost 100 songs or over 100 songs yeah. on my laptop. Do you, like, so. yeah, do you think that Michael Jackson played a huge role in shaping your music text, like a, like a large, like the kind of music you listen to right now? Kind of. I mean, I'm beginning to learn to listen to rap music because right. I love yeah. Nas and Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm beginning to like Jay-Z too and Kanye. But growing up, I always, always just listen to pop and soul and R&B. Those were my genres to fuck with. But Michael Jackson influenced, I mean, pop. That's why I love yeah. Justin Bieber. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the Bieber new phrase of so. pop, you know. Do you, do you like dancing? Yeah, I, I enjoy dancing, but I don't think, I, I won't regard myself as a as great a dancer. dancer. Yeah, yeah let, let's, let's dive right into the conversation. And, you know, as a growth marketer and startup person what do you i don't know what's your normal day like maybe okay let's not say what's your normal day like you have a client a random client what do you do for them it depends on their their problem yeah because i tend to approach growth marketing like a scientist scientist yes yeah. that's, that's i mean you know the seven you know how scientists like you do you did that shit in uh, interscience in I mean junior secondary school. Yeah. You have your hypothesis, you experiment to confirm your hypothesis and you know draw your conclusions. There are seven steps. Yeah. So my own approach to marketing is I have to understand your problem and um get the right solution because it has to be tailor made. There's no one size fits all. Your problem is unique and yeah. it's different from another startup's problem. So you, I can't take another person's solution and give it to you yeah, because yeah, sure. I'm a marketer. I mean, just like how doctors would operate, you can't go to an hospital so, and so tell So let me use analogies like a pillow or something like a bespoke suit for a person every time. No, no, that's not like the perfect analogy. Yeah, a yeah. doctor, uh, the process of you going to the hospital because you have a headache. Yeah. It's like the perfect analogy. You can't just tell the doctor you have a headache and he'll give you paracetamol. He's going yeah. to ask you a series of questions. Yeah, so sure. Be sure your headache is not a, a symptom of an underlying illness. Or yeah, the yeah. headache is a standalone illness. Yeah. So that's what I do. I have to ask questions. I treat it like a doctor, like a scientist, basically. That's just it. Sure, that's 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 dope. I, I really like how you analyze this. Is like you break you break down everything like like your like like a scientific process, like yeah, you said initially. I mean, I'm an engineering that, student, so it, I have like science background. Yeah, in marketing. Yeah, okay, so. like talk. Okay, talk about like engineering from how you relate engineering, or maybe principles of I don't know whether there is something like principles of engineering <laughs> and how you apply it to what you do in marketing. No, but it's just um, my science background makes me more data driven. Okay, yeah. And um, research obsessed because as an engineer, if the machine breaks down, I can't just, I mean, just start to dismantle it. I first want to find out the problem. Yeah, sure. And I always take out this, um, this thing always like comes out in my marketing dealings because these guys that I work with, my clients tend to always complain that I'm always obsessed with research and demo yeah. results, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. 
research is important because it gives you or it tells you what and we, your research you're able to analyze the problems and you know give the right solutions to get the uh, like the best results that you deserve so basically that's just it that's 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 beautiful that's beautiful and like i know now that you the, the way you are relating these things is like really beautiful but for you now talk about Let's like just make a quick tangent because you talked about you being an engineering student. Okay. So what was your own experience with engineering in Nigeria? Or just talk about the whole Nigerian education system uh, for you in general. I know that's a quick tangent for now. But like just, <laughs> First just, of all, I, I mean, growing up, I used to believe in Nigeria a lot. Yeah. Ever since the man who must not be named yeah. took over, I mean, he's been... I mean, I don't even have the right words to qualify what Nigeria is at the moment. Yeah. It's probably shit. Like, I'm not afraid to say I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to be <laughs> negative because, I mean, but the Nigerian education system is, is, is terrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and most annoying thing or the most crazy thing is you don't realize how terrible it is when you're in the system. It's yeah. until you take a step back or you begin to view things from the lens of from another lens that you yeah. realize how, how, how shitty it is. It's messed up. You pay. Aside, I mean, you obviously, you can't, you can't um, pay mediocre fee and expect um, like world-class definitely, education. Definitely. But, I mean, we are, what we are receiving at the moment is we are paying uh, like little funds yeah. for the education but, but we are also paying for this education with something more expensive we are paying for it in mental health <laughs> yeah yes we are paying for it in mental health can relate to that yeah so it's like really she's messed up i mean so it's i mean you people don't go to school to get educated they just yeah. go to school to get yeah. a certificate and yeah. get the fuck out you're talking broadly now Okay. You're talking broadly in the sense of you know, like this is what maybe like every Nigerian person who has gone through this education system can relate to. Do you have stories, personal stories that made you like totally disbelieve in the system? Uh, <clears throat> I've had experiences, but I don't know if uh, the stories can come to my head at this yeah. moment. But first of all, I'm a student of Lautech. Yeah. And oh boy, I mean it's. First of all, me coming from a private school where we pay a lot of money like, every every term to as a secondary school student, and then where we had like a kind of want to few relationship with our teachers. Yeah, you had an issue, you could talk to your teacher to I mean get to the root of a lot of problems, and just going from that system and jumping into the Nigerian uh, public. Yeah. University system where you have one lecturer with or two like three thousand students at once. Yeah. I mean it was it, it was a crazy switch. Like the, the disparity in experiences was was mind boggling. And one thing I discovered is a lot of people that came from my kind of system, the private school system, <clears throat> with um one to few like kind of one teacher to few students relationship, they struggled in that kind of system. You see students that were very smart, 
in high school, struggling in university, having like terrible grades in their first year because, yeah. and it was not like they were dumb. Yeah. But yeah. just that change in the uh, environment and, uh, you know, circumstances cost like a, 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 a downgrade in their results. And I mean, I can, I think I, yeah. And it was just a, a slippery slope from there. It just yeah, went sure, down. Sure, sure, sure. I, th- I think I can relate to what you're saying, like personally. Like being someone who was probably in secondary school, like best in their class, feeling like they had a bright future ahead of them. Everybody told you that you had potential. <laughs> and, the mall, bro. and then you enter a school, like because I, I attended um, Obafemi Awolo University. So you enter this school and then you now begin to realize that, wait, am I not that smart? You begin to doubt yourself a lot because like if you are in the university coming from a secondary school system and you begin to have that switch. A private Maybe, school, a private yeah, secondary yeah, school system yeah. because Probably, a lot of yeah, the guys that come yeah. from like public secondary schools yeah. don't usually have issues with it because they've already had the experience yeah. in, I mean, secondary school, so yeah. it's nothing. But you being a newbie in this system, it, it messes you up. And yeah. before you can uh, find yourselves or bounce back. Yeah, some people actually do because like by the time you have that first bad grade, and you are going through all those process of self-doubt, self-discovery, or I don't know what it's called, but I know like most university students have that phase where they have their first bad grade and they start to like doubt themselves and start to like try to find who they are. And some people pick up and like start to like do better. Some people just start better and like they are better. Some people start better, they end worse or something like that. So it's really different for different mm, people. But for me, I put in a lot of effort in my first year. Yeah. But my, I, I mean, I was, I was discouraged <laughs> because my effort was not exactly. Yeah. So I was just, I just lost interest from there, and that's when I discovered marketing, and I mean, that's that became my new love. Yeah. Now let's 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 come back to like the original conversation, like about marketing. Like, what what do you think that startups in general, or people in general, maybe like people who want to market something, or startups who want to acquire customers? Okay. What do you think is like this common mistake they make most times? Common mistake they make. They are not data driven. Data driven, yeah. Because not not just being data driven. Now a lot of startup founders mm. have this belief that all what they need is a great product. Yeah. When your product is great, yeah, you yeah. will have the customers come automatically. But that's not true. It's not the best. It's not the best. Uh, the best product that wins is the best marketed product that yeah. actually wins. Because when you have your marketing on steroids, you not just marketing on steroids, but you have great marketing on steroids. Yeah. You first of all, I I see marketing as you changing the life of your customer. That's just it. So when you have your great marketing on steroids, you get to um learn fast and that like your learning curve is shortened and you feel fast, you learn fast, you actually reiterate and I mean grow fast. That's like the entire point of growth marketing. You test, you learn, and you take these learnings and you use it to fuel your next test yeah. to ensure that you keep growing. Like a reiteration process. Yeah, reiteration process. But a lot of founders do not believe that the see marketing as something that should be on the side and focus more on the engineering and I mean perfecting their product. Yeah. So that's just it. So being research driven and also believing that marketing is 
not priority. Those are like the major mistakes. Yeah. I know I know you work with probably you probably worked with maybe a few startups, I don't know clients before, but like maybe just tell me an experience of like the worst kind of clients you've exp- you've worked with. The worst is um I know I can't mention names anyway. Yeah, sure. Uh, the worst would be I mean I'm, as a person, I, I, I like getting better. Yeah, sure. That's why I love Michael Jackson because yeah. he he's always struggling for perfection. He yeah, wants to yeah. always outdo himself. Yeah. And I, when you relate with people or companies that have this like a disciple attitude or they are complacent with their growth, believing that what they have done is good enough to help them in future. That's that, that's a big problem. Yeah. So they would they will kill new ideas. They won't motivate you. You're not ginger to actually do more because they are uh what's the word? Will I say conceited or they're just self satisfied with yeah. what they've done and they are not willing to do more. You see a lot of them will be like, um, I mean, I've had twelve thousand users already. Yeah. So I mean, without marketing, so I should there's no need for me to focus on marketing when I can actually do what I've been doing to get the 12,000 users. I mean, if I keep doing it, I would. Yeah, just like growing. same process. But yeah. my question is usually, how do you know your 12,000 users is not supposed to be 200,000? Yeah. So, I mean, if you've been alive for like two years and you've had 12,000 users, if you have actually done the right thing, your 12,000 users would have been like 200k users and your 1 billion dollar valuation or 1 billion naira valuation will be like um, 100 million dollars i'm just like exaggerating now but you gauging your performance is based on what you've had and not actually looking at the big picture can be detrimental and that's one issue Uh, that's like my worst experience with yeah, like a potential client, anyways, or what, client. Yeah, I I feel you. Yeah, I feel you because like, it's like just using the same process and expecting you know just I mean, not trying I, to be innovative. Yeah. So what? Like, I I think I'm really curious about like what we see marketing as today. Like everybody has digital marketing. A lot of people have digital marketing in their profile on social media or something. They're a lot of marketers today. And I feel like that's the most abused profession on the internet like digital marketer marketer you understand everybody's marketing everybody calls themselves a marketer what do you think that um that's supposed to be or do you think that a lot of these people have this knowledge of how to market products or (laughs) or do you think that they just like take one random thing and just like okay because i can maybe use facebook ads i'm a marketer because i can use this product i'm a marketer because i can push this one what do you think that Maybe will qualify someone to be calling themselves a marketer, I guess. If you are actually proficient in the use of marketing tool or a marketing channel, you are a marketer. But the thing is, a lot of people focus, there's, there's the marketing funnel, like five, six stages. Yeah. So a lot of people prioritize just one, and that is awareness. And that's not sufficient for growth. To grow as a startup, you have to have active users that's you have to have active users that's that's like the fuel for growth the catalyst for growth active users 
by def- my own definition of active users are the people that actually get value from your product and because of the value they get consistently, they come back to always use your product. So when people come back to always use your product, that means they're getting something from your product. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that people actually that are not affiliated with you in any way get value from your product and come back to use your product show that your product has the potential to actually grow. Yeah. So a lot of people when marketing only focus on getting people to use the product. They don't get people to experience their value or that UVP, the univalue proposition. Yeah. So when people do not do not experience that UVP, there's no way they can become active users or sticky users. So a lot of people just focus on getting people to use their products. And when these guys don't experience that UVP, they just turn. That that is they don't use the product anymore. Yeah, yeah. And these companies keep spending a lot of money a lot of money doing giveaways, doing promotions and yeah. all that just to get people into this broken yeah. bucket, this bottomless bucket. Yeah, yeah. Because the the fact that they can't get users to experience the UVP yeah. means they, they, there's something wrong with their bucket. There's no end in it. So with every money that they are pointing to the bucket is coming out from the other side. And I mean, they're just wasting money yeah. when they are supposed to work on fixing that bucket yeah. by actually trying to increase their retention. Yeah, that is the actually work on increasing the amount of people that actually um, get value from their product yeah. consistently every time, and learning from these guys to drive their marketing endeavors. So their learnings from this, their retention, whatever, will help them to bring in more users and ensure that more users actually stay than the uh, last batch of new users that came in or acquired users yeah. stay. So a lot of people just focus on the awareness. They don't focus on retention or actually referrals, which is like the the Oga Pata Pata of you. I mean, when somebody, you spend $1 to bring in one user and that user yeah. gets value and yeah. that one user brings in four. I mean, that's, that, that, that's insane already. So when you spend $1 to bring in a, a, a client with a lifetime value of, let's say, 10, dollars and this when that's like a nine dollar profit because you're using one dollar to bring somebody that will spend give you uh ten dollars so yeah. you get nine dollars and this person now brings in all that four users that will bring in ten dollars so that's like forty nine dollars yeah. like you use one dollar to spend to yeah. earn forty nine dollars that's, that's, that's a lot of profit a lot of value on your money that's yeah. a lot of value yeah. man so yeah. a lot of people don't focus on that they just focus on the top and as what a lot of marketers do, they are not um, focusing on the other aspects. They just trust yeah. the awareness and that's it. Yeah. All what they are concerned about is getting people yeah. to know your product or getting people to sign yeah. up. Yeah. That's why I say a lot of companies will be like, sign up and get yeah. 50% off or get 1,000 naira when you refer. And these guys bring in a lot of guys. Yeah. It's, it's called the Cobra effect. Yeah. When you um, use like an incentive to actually get the result, but it backfires. Yeah. It's called the Cobra effect. So that's just... Now, there are a lot of questions in my on my mind right now and like one of them is like this high rise of influencer marketing for products so it's because you're talking about something that people are getting a lot of people to first experience that absolute like octa effect you know that there's no i like in the nigerian comedy space there's nobody that has no influence for Octa FX or this betting. I've forgotten this other betting platform. Yeah, bet, those, kind those of, betting. I, I yeah. mean, Nigeria is, is a fatal ground. It's yeah. a fatal ground for betting. Yeah. You, even, I don't bet. Yeah. But these guys keep 
I mean, you see new betting yeah. products coming yeah, up every do. fucking day. New influencers. Yeah. Be, I was seeing one. They signed Ronaldinho. Ronaldo Ronaldinho as Kevin Hart called it. As they are, uh, I mean, face of the brand. I mean, bro. I mean, that's that's a lot. Like, I mean, it's a fatal market, so I don't blame them anyway. So, whatever they have to do to get people to actually sign up. And different industries have different, um, I mean, funnels and different kind of strategies that would be appropriate. Because a lot of your industry will also might be regulated. So, it will affect a lot of things that you actually do and you're like marketing, uh, I mean, endeavors. So, it varies actually, but for the influencers, their own job is just to help you promote and like get more eyes to your product. So a lot of these, I mean, it's one of the easiest channels or easiest way to make money because these guys have built a brand for themselves on the internet. I mean, the uh, influencers. So brands just capitalize on these guys because they've already had their uh, a name on that platform and they've had their own audience. So Brands are just borrowing their audiences and demonetize that. I mean, the influencers. So, I mean, if it works, they actually have their, um, their, their these things have their rewards also. Yeah. So, if it works for, the, for their brand, fine. But if it doesn't work, you learn something and you yeah. move on. But a lot of these guys don't actually learn. They just keep yeah. pumping money into the scene. And yeah. It's messed up. That brings me to like my second question. It's about Abeg. I mean, like everybody knows that Abeg spent billions of Naira in BB Niger marketing. Yeah. So, yeah. because I'm like skeptical, I'm really skeptical about the process because I don't see Abeg as an app that can retain customers in the sense that they are not doing anything special apart from the fact that I can send money to a lot of people at once. So, yeah, yeah. Give away, like, yeah. So, do you think that that was like effective for Bibi Nayem? Like, I beg to like spend billions of naira. Do you think that was like the most effective way with billions of naira? I know they are putting it a lot in people's face, putting a beg a lot in people's face, so people get to see it every day. So, there will be like massive, like, um, awareness awareness for the app and just like more sign ups, more downloads, and all those things. Do you think that in the long term, I don't know, in your opinion. With this strategy that they use, do you think that, I don't know, in the long term, do you think that they might be able to retain customers? Well, um, first of all, um, I see download, number of downloads or website visits, so as vanity metrics. Those are metrics that don't have, yeah, yeah. Those are metrics that don't have influence on your bottom line in yeah. the long run. First of all, I don't watch BB Niger. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, I don't, I, do, I, I really do not know how aggressive they were with their ads yeah, yeah. on BB Niger, but I know well, social media, I, I, I knew they were, like, the first day BB Niger launched, people kept talking about her bag. Yeah. But I really do not know. I, I think Abeg tried to, or should be, like, the Nigeria's, um, is it Venmo, or what's this app Cash for? Cash App. Cash App, something yeah. like that. So, um, if, I don't, I really can't judge on, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever interest you have in the long term. Yeah. But by what I would do if I was on the team of Abeg was to uh, look at the most active users, like the people that actually use Abeg very often, that, that shows that they actually get value from yeah. Abeg and actually study Why? their behavior and like what it is yeah. and probably run some interviews yeah. where to understand some yeah. things because you're looking at numbers from your own back end, yeah. only 
help you with the quantitative analysis. But you actually having to talk with and actually get into the minds of your of, of your active users is the qualitative analysis. And these two forms of analysis help you with your marketing. Like they help you get the hidden gems. Yeah, I feel you. In your from your customers rather, yeah. and one way to actually succeed with marketing is and business is to actually find out one thing that your customers consistently use you for. There are brands that have utilized that. I'm trying to think of brands that have done that. No startups now. I'm talking of the big guys from the, yeah. uh, let's say, um, I can't remember. Okay, now um, it was it was golf that was the that their own marketing strategy was about being a small car. Yeah. So their own focus was not to be a premium car or to be a car for families. They just wanted to be. Um, known as the car, like small chic car. For I mean, that was just their own um, strategy. I'm trying to remember another one that focused on one thing. So once you actually find out that one thing that your customers actually get from you, like they value you for, you just double down on that, and so you become a market leader. You become kind of a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Form of uh, it's a form of like guerrilla marketing actually. So. You just take out everything else and focus on that one thing to make sure you actually keep innovating around that one thing. And, I mean, help your customers be better. Yeah. So that's one thing I would, I would uh, yeah. go on for with that big and not try to be everything to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. That's just it. Why don't I can't really judge or say yeah. something about their bottom line? They know what is going on yeah. in their company. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm oblivious yeah. to that. So. Yeah. This thing sparks my interest in something because I know this might not really be a question for you, but like I'm just curious because like big fish is okay. more pond okay. like you say. Like there are a lot of fintech apps in Nigeria now. More like it's like every day you wake up there's a new fintech. A lot, yeah. So how do you think that these guys are like optimizing their marketing in the sense that they are standing out? Like because like there's plenty of options. Plenty of options. How do you how do you think they are marketing in the sense that they are actually retaining customers that use this particular app and they are not like trying because they're like retaining customers because it's, it's like really I've, i thought about it is really funny to me so many fintech apps, the competition so many, is much so, so many what kind, like, of, what kind of like marketing do maybe companies who would win because there are some who would win there's some who would lose badly yeah, what, yeah, do you yeah. think, what kind of marketing do you think they should be doing well first of all i was even talking to my friend jerry now about like when you Fintech app like that that helps you yeah. save what you uh, <laughs> that helps you save what uh, that helps you save what you spend. Yeah. I think that was like that's like a fucking great idea. But like fintech apps are the number one thing. Like I mean, it's like the default industry for startups. And I don't blame the guys that keep doing or innovating around this thing yeah. because the fastest way to make money is to be close to where the money is. Yeah, finance. Yeah, finance. So. For you to actually win in the fintech industry without you have to actually be the first to market and since a lot of these guys are not the first to market you have to actually be leading in the customer experience yeah that's one thing that a lot of nigerian brands do not do well if you can that's what amazon champions in their own way of life customer first they are, they are a customer centric brand a lot of these fintech apps are 
company century they are focused about they are obsessed with their own product and not with their customer and that way you your customers are, are not they don't love you and if you want to succeed you have to build obsessed fans you have to get your customers to love you like crazy i mean look at piggy bank yeah piggy i mean those guys are are, are insane i mean they are just amazing in different ways now that's not an ad but i just enjoy using piggy yeah, yeah, sure. they make my life easy <laughs> but when you that's one thing you can do to actually stand out have a not just it's not just to banter on social media with <laughs> your fans or yeah. all that. I mean, that's one way to be relationship. Yeah, sure, definitely. It, it, it's way deeper than that. One company I like to talk about is Amazon. Just go through the, uh, um, the letters to investors from, I mean, when they went public. Uh, so you understand a lot of things on the back end. Now, now they are customer-centric and also feature-oriented. Look at what they did with uh, Amazon Prime. A lot of analysts predicted that they will they will, they will run a loss yeah. for these guys because they are obsessed with their customers. They understand these guys a lot, their pain points and the goals and whatever problems it is they have. And these guys care about them. So if you want to succeed as in, in a saturated market, yeah. you have to care about your customers. That's what Apple does. That's why Apple can decide to release nonsense and these guys their fans will still get it because yeah. and because their fans are obsessed with this product it rubs off on, on other people that are not even fans yeah definitely, definitely. so for you to succeed in a saturated market you have to give your customers that that make your customers love you like crazy when they are, when they love you they will do anything for you so you have to prioritize that customer experience yeah that has to be the number one I, yeah, that that's really interesting, and I and like you give like a really nice like answer and perspective to that question that was bothering me. But we've been talking about a lot of serious stuff okay. for like the past few minutes. I want us to cut on a quick tangent now and try to see <laughs> and try to see what like maybe focus on you for now. Um, you you oh, yes, I heard a small gist about you actually from, from that who? you've never dated a person in your life in no. and. I wanted, I was curious about if you actually do not believe in love or you Nigerian girls don't do it for you. I mean, uh, first of all, I'm a very picky person. Yeah. Very picky. So I, I do not. Um, I mean, uh, women are beautiful. I mean, Nigerian women are spectacular yeah. in, 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 their, <laughs> in their own unique way, actually. But me being a picky person means I, I don't get uh, faced by a lot of, a lot of, uh, normal things or normal women and all that so that's why I, I my friends always that's the first thing my my friend actually complained about lovers was like you can't actually get a girlfriend because you you are very picky you have too high standards and I mean it's just uh, I mean you can't satisfy like you can't reach your standards easy that kind of thing so that's just it. I, no, I believe in love and real. But the concept of relationship is like mind-boggling because, I mean, my first question is why do people get into relationships? Yeah. How many girlfriends have you had in your lifetime? Probably just one. Just one. And why did you go in, into a relationship with her? I think I was like um, really just like have a lovey-dovey at that point obsessed. i guess obsessed i guess at the point yeah okay and then just that kind of thing 
uh, well, my own from my own perspective, I feel that people get into relationship like decide to be in a relationship with somebody because they they can't stand the thought of the person being with another person. Oh, yeah, yeah. and that's why a lot of people get into relationships but still mess around or cheat on their partners who they claim to love because despite the affection or obsession or yeah. loss that they feel they are still not satisfied and whatever it is that you want to get from a relationship you can get it without being in a relationship companionship sex uh, what connects anything yeah. you can get it without being in a relationship so why do you have to go into a relationship and actually kid yourself because yeah. relationships a lot of times can be very limiting yeah, limited. because you actually have to spend a lot of time that you have spent working on productive stuff or developing yourself to actually um keep that to another person's feelings you know? yeah there's two questions on my mind do you is it because you like don't fancy the idea of monogamy <laughs> I, I, I tell my parents, my mom, brother, and my friends that me, mama, mama, me, yeah, we need six women, yeah, one for each continent. <laughs> I mean, yeah. because I'm um, a baby boy, yes. <laughs> so uh, one woman, I'm, I'm too much for one woman to handle. Yeah, I mean, one woman cannot enjoy me alone, so we are. They, I mean, I have to be shared. It's yeah, just, definitely. It's just, it's just so, so what's your own idea of love? I guess I don't. You might have not thought about it, but like maybe you have thought about it. But what's your own idea of love? I guess. Uh, love. I mean, God is love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus loves us. Yeah, definitely. And there's no greater love than that. Yeah. A lot of things people call love is not necessarily love. It's, okay. Is 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 probably lost or just strong desire? Yeah. Because when you love someone, like Lucas Graham said, you open up your heart, you make room. Uh, when you love someone and you are not afraid to lose them, you probably have never loved someone like I do. So you know the song? Uh, no. Love someone, Lucas Graham. That's like that album. It's called. Three, the popular album. But oh, that's the guy that sang it. Uh, seven, seven years. years yes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's they're actually a group. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lucas. Yeah. Poshama, I think Fokama or something. That's his first. That's the lead yeah. singer's yeah. name. So, he, he, you should listen to their album. I think that's their second album. They should have another one on the way, actually. But the album was fucking great. But that love someone track number four was was something else. It was my favorite song at, at some point. It was just beautiful and. Um, you you when you actually love somebody genuinely you you overlook it i mean it just like the way i feel with my best friend like mostly now you 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 just love somebody genuinely so deeply you yeah. you it feels like another you you won't do something you do to yourself to that person. That's just it. But a lot of people do a lot of hurtful things to the people that they love. Yeah. And it's just insane. They can't yeah. tolerate a lot of things, you know, and it's just messed up. I mean, it could make sense at all. But then love is, what, love is when you actually see yourself or you, that person becomes you, like a piece of you. Uh, I mean, you, 
<laughs> what the fuck? Like you just won't do, or you think of before you do something, you just yeah, think of yourself. How or, feel, yeah. That means not necessarily how they feel. It's, it's just ingrained already. It's just yeah. automatic. You yeah. don't just do uh, yeah. things without. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. Just, it's just the focus. I feel you. I, I think that's like really, really. That's powerful, that's love right? actually. That's, that's when he, you. That's powerful. Yeah, man. That's what Jesus did for us. Yeah. God loves us. Like he made us in His own image. I call myself a selfie. God, you know, Jay yeah. made in the image of God. That's selfie. You know. Yeah. And that I, that. I West. Eh? No, that's not the only thing I need to know. That what the fuck, bro? That's not the don't that is 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 miles better than COB. This guy has a, like a mediocre taste yeah. in music. Yeah, I I'm I'm, I'm a huge Drake fan. Yeah, huge Drake fan. But so, would you would you think do you think the uh, Donda? Yeah. Is is. I, I couldn't get the first four tracks of Why? Why? Because it was just too much rant. I don't know. It was just like it, was, it felt like a rant. Just like then, yeah. it was the same rhythm. Yeah. It was the that, same rhythm. I mean, I mean, no, no, it was not. It was not the same. Yeah. It was. No, Donda, Donda. The first is. Yeah. Donda is the name of his mother. Yeah. It's the name of Kai's mother. And I mean, we come down. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, soccer for good intros in music. Yes. That was the, That was the, huh. That was a fantastic intro because you know music is. Um, one thing about music is for you to enjoy, you have to get it in the state of mind of the creator. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That's the, That's the truth. Because when you there's no listen, when you actually um it's just like trying to understand other people. When you actually look at some things from your lens, you may actually lose the meaning. But when you actually get to look at things from the view of another person, you actually see new things. The reason why Donda is I I, I feel that intro is sick is because of the the hidden meaning in in that intro, especially, why did he chant the name fifty-two times? Yeah, fifty-two times. They counted fifty-two. Oh wow! Yeah. Why? I did not know the count it. Why? Because of that, his mom died at the age of fifty-two oh. or something. Was it fifty-two or fifty? I can't remember. It was no. <laughs> it was the amount of years that his mom lived on earth actually. Yeah. Because Kanye loves his mom a lot. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll get back to that. Don't worry. Yeah. So I, I'm a soccer for great yeah. intros, and I actually yeah. love that what he did with the whole Donda, with the whole yeah. intro and or the production of the of the song and his messages in yeah. the song. And, the concept Kanye is, is is a fucking genius. I, I never li- used I, to listen to Kanye. Yeah, I know until he dropped Donda. Yeah, I hated wow. Kanye before. I. I used to listen to Kanye until he started ranting at us in his songs. But Donda was but I still, because like, there's no amount of theory you can give me right now to change my mind that CLB was greater than Donda. I'm like a huge Drake fan. Like everybody yeah, on this podcast know me. I talk about Drake yeah, I know. most times. So, so, and yeah, sure, that was just it. Um, CLB was underwhelming for me. Underwhelming? It underwhelming says that me. you think Drake underperformed? No underperformed, but I, I was, I, I was, I mean, don't get what the fuck. Um, uh, Scorpion. Yeah, Scorpion was a really nice album. Was ah, I enjoyed Scorpion. Oh, but some people bro. did not enjoy Scorpion. Eh? Scorpion was beautiful. It was a beautiful album. Kiki, do you love Forget me? Kiki. Are you riding? From from the fact that I had Michael Jackson on the album, bro. What the hell, bro? That was insane. I mean, how? 
who do you think of doing something like that? I mean, it was obviously fake Michael Jackson at the end yeah. of the song, but I mean, but it don't matter. <laughs> oh God, we'll see actually. We'll see. I'm not going to say have like a terrible voice actually. Yeah. So one thing, <laughs> that, like I have two more questions okay, for you, which okay. are like probably serious questions, I guess. Okay. So what do you think is like one thing you want to tell this audience? I guess like just like, like you have like you are in your own space right now. Okay. It's like this one thing you want to tell the whole world. If you had the opportunity, what is it? Oh, we win like Yeah. Sure. <laughs> she did. Probably thought that my career be short and sweet. Wish that I was in your shoes. I take him off and find a bit. Yeah. But superstars don't sparkle. He shine deep. You can't spill fame without me. Yeah. I mean, my Hall of Fame speech be short and sweet. Like, thank God, fuck fame. I thank me. Superstars don't sparkle. Superstars gleam. I was your main man before I went mainstream. I'm a be on the TV, mama. But I, I, I don't say I'm a be on the TV, mama. I say I'm a be on Forbes list, mama. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's one thing I was going to tell that's, that, nice. that's a perfect. That's nice. That's, that's no, no, no. It's not that. Was, it, that was actually the hook of of, of his yeah. song. It's not even a rap line. That's nice because yeah, it's you know it's a good line. Yeah. I love Lil Wayne. That is like my favorite. Ian Nas. Yeah. I love Lil Wayne. The same thing Lil Wayne says. I'm not a very big fan of Jacob, yeah. but Nas. I love Nas because of the way he like he, he, he talks. Like there's just something yeah, about like Nas. Nas, Nas is yeah. flu. Not it's flu, but the way he just talks like. Hey ye, hey ye, only kings come near me. There's a song with this really dun 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 I know I can now. I, right? Now yeah. like um, with the Mozart uh, or is it Beethoven that Um he said listen up boys and girls, you can be anything in the world, the God you trust and architect doctor I know I can be what I wanna be, yeah. even though I can't remember the, the song now. Yeah, that's, that's the song you're talking that's, about. That's all dope. I, I can that was a... God Son, that was the album it was my, 2002. So. My final question would be what's the meaning of life? Enjoy yourself. <laughs> that's just, Enjoy that's yourself, just, yeah? just vibes. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Enjoy yourself, man. I yeah. mean, it's like you're supposed to enjoy. I mean, what's the purpose of coming to, I mean, living all your life and you're suffering and struggling? I mean, yeah. the purpose of the struggle is to actually help you. Or lead to enjoyment. Yeah. So you must enjoy yourself. If you don't enjoy yourself, you 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 feel. And not just necessarily enjoying yourself. You should also help others to achieve their own potential, so that they can they can also enjoy themselves. And yeah. I mean that's just it. Yeah. That's what life is about for me. I really feel you, man. That's really great. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Man. So this has been like like a nice session. Yes. You share your opinions. I've like learned a lot. Yeah, why this funk my head? I've learned a lot of new things. <laughs> and but for those who might be listening, I have Jeremiah Ajayi in the audience. We have he, Toby. Because, I have Toby <laughs> in the audience. He because Boys and girls. yeah because like so they are in the studio right now with me and we are recording. So <laughs> so well, it has been a nice session with you and I really learned yeah, a lot and yeah. I hope people who listen to this also. Shout, shout out to my to my baby girls all over the world and my yeah Chloe Bailey that's yeah. love of my life and. Ola Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it was sexy. It was nice. <laughs> that's, that's my best friend for life. Man. Yeah. I, I love him so much. Yeah. My, my, my other guys. It know. was nice having you at the podcast. Yeah, it was nice having that's you too, Mr. Kelvin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, great to actually be on this podcast. That's a wrap, man. That's yeah. how you end the podcast. Thank you, guys. Yeah, love you.
Yeah. My social media. Yeah, I mean, social my, media. my social media is dead. Yeah. But I'm active on Twitter. Yeah, only, I would definitely. Only helps you, yeah, well, that is my business. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll put all those links probably to the website and maybe if you have any yeah. uh, social media profiles, I'll put all those things in the description. People can yeah. find you, people can contact you. But if you have questions, yeah. So I will do all those. Love yeah. you and thank yeah. you for listening to Kelvin's podcast. Yeah, today. Peace. A bad motherfucker. Mwah. <laughs>